What's up, gang? How you guys doing? It is Lieutenant Sal Blue, 20 year law enforcement veteran, and the author of the Top 25 Mistakes in Rides to Good Life. Coming at you guys with my daily podcast. Now, here we go, man. I, I'm going to say this. I, today I'm exhausted, right? And I have to admit it to get it out the way so that I can remain focused on what I need to do, right? Sometimes you just need to admit that you are tired, right? I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up, you know? Uh, that's not the... That's not part of the bargain. That's not part of the race, right? Quitting or giving up, right? That's not part of it. But the truth is I am tired from this nice little run that I'm on, right? This uh, relentlessly working on my home, you know, fixtures, painting. This I, And this started, wow, this started like maybe seven weeks ago that I started working on all of this. And uh, then, in the midst of all that, my wife needing me in Puerto Rico, I fly out to Puerto Rico, um, four days, no sleep, literally. To be honest, four days, the longest night of sleep I had was one hour and 34 minutes, right, and four days, right, so I'm... I'm sleepy, tired, exhausted, but that's okay. I'm built for this. So, um, in turn, I, I jump out there and I do what I got to do. Four days of ridiculous renovation and hard work. That's cool. I come home. I'm back to work to my regular nine to five. And my second job, my business, my med run business. So, I'm doing both of those. And uh, I also have to uh, tend to daddy stuff, right, for my daughters. I have to fix my daughter's car in New York. So I'm heading up there Saturday, right, and have to work on one of my twins' car vehicles, make sure that's right, and, and deal with both of their life situations that they have going because my wife is away. So if my wife is away, then definitely I got to do um, daddy stuff, right? And, it, and it's okay. But it is um, exhausting uh, when you don't get a break from anything. So how do you go about resetting your mind? How do you go about... Um, Getting yourself to a place where you're not physically resting, but you are decompressing, right? It's, I think it's a huge difference, the decompressing process of you do, 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 then you decompress so that you can jump back in the game. Because you can't leave the game until you leave the game. You know, that is my philosophy. There's no there's no quit in life, right? There's no quit in life. You have to continually do life. And while you're doing life, you got to figure out during the process 
right? You got to figure out during the process, what is the best way to give my mind, body, and spirit a rest, a break, a relief, right? So you don't fizzle out, right? Because I've been doing this for a long time and I haven't fizzled out yet. I haven't fizzled out yet. And, uh, and it's mostly because of my mindset, right? It's mostly because of my mindset. And, and my mindset is uh, little things like coming home from work and stopping at my local pub and having a glass of wine and a steak for my dinner as opposed to coming all the way home, right? That little break right there is like a whole refueling process. It's almost as if I'm in a suspended animation of leisure. That moment that I steal right there. You know? Uh, because it's uh, something that I used to do when I used to be able to lounge and chill out and relax. So, um, you got to plug little things like that into your life. So that um, you can keep going things that are very, very important. And mind you, nothing is more important for me than family. You know, and my daughters always crack up all the time. They, they call me Vin Diesel when I say that all the time. They're like, family. You know, but when you have a family and you're doing your best to make sure that everybody's okay, Right, and you're doing your best to make sure that the castle that you live in is taken care of, protected, and comfortable for everybody all around. There's no rest, you know. The saying it is, "There's no rest for the weary." Right, but I believe that uh, you could take some mental escapes mental escapes and those mental escapes will allow you to uh, jump back in full force jump back in full of energy full of excitement and hard working and uh, that is what I'm doing guys that is what I'm doing I am uh, been able to continue to work for these many many years because of the fact that the little breaks and getaways that I take in my mind have allowed me to decompress and refocus. You know, I am not always at 100% when I come back to it, but a lot of times I build up the momentum and I get back to where I was at. And I think that if you allow yourself to do that, if you understand yourself to the point of where um, you can get back to a level of performance that benefits everybody on a continuous basis, then you are out there winning, man. You are out there winning that life. You know, I, I had a big discussion today um, about my job, you know, my career, that is what it was like, how it was like, and the discussion was with 
my current partner, Sarah, and uh, two other, uh, I'll call them co-workers, right? Um, then they work in motor vehicles, but they don't really work in the security realm, so they're not really my co-workers. I just happen to have a contract with motor vehicles, you know, security-wise. So they were talking about my job and my career and, and everything, and I, I explained to them. I said, my career was horrible. It's my job sucked, right? My job sucked. My job was absolutely um, miserable for my career. And, and the reason why I said that is because I like to be honest. I've had great highlights in my career, but I, I created those highlights. But the overall job is disgusting. The job of law enforcement is fucking horrible. It's not a good job. Right? You know, people base good jobs based on how much it pays. And the job pays well. It doesn't pay enough for the things that you have to put up with. The stuff that you have to deal with, it doesn't pay enough for that. Right? So my partner was trying to give out the illusion to the other people uh, of how she loved her job. Oh, I love my job. I love my job. I said, listen, you know, and I get it. My wife throws out the same nonsense when it comes to the job of law enforcement. I love my job. Listen, I think that is something you continually have to say in order to continually work in the field of law enforcement. Right? You gotta lie to yourself and tell yourself that you love your job so that you can get up every single day and do it over and over and over again. Right? The abuse, uh, the, the pain, the heartache, the physical, physical and mental and emotional draining of who you are each and every day. And every day that job chips away at you and it changes you on a metamorphic level. Right? It's just absolutely ridiculous how that job changed you. From the time you get there to 25 years later, it is chipping away at who you are, what you feel about life, and definitely what you feel about people. And it's many, many years that it may take before you can actually get a hold of yourself and realize what's happening so that you can take back control, right? So that you can take back control of your life and, and, and get yourself back on track, right? It, it was, took a lot for me to get myself back on track to becoming a happy person to finding something within something 
that was horrible to find something good, right? For me, it became teaching, right? I began teaching people. And as I began teaching people how to navigate their career in law enforcement, that is where I, I got my joy, right? I didn't get my joy from the job, from the business itself. I got my joy from teaching, right? I mean, and in, in all honesty, it's something you can get out of everything. But when, you know, the other people that were part of the discussion with me and my partner asked my partner the question of, would you recommend this job to your children? Uh, my partner um, confirmed exactly what I was talking about, is that the job is horrible. And, and the reason how you can tell a job is horrible is, would you recommend this job to your children? Would you like your children to be in the job of law enforcement? And the answer is, uh, absolutely not. That was her answer. Absolutely not. You know? It is, you forget the heartache and pain that you go through as you become stronger and more resilient. It's so easy to forget all of the bullshit that you have to deal with. All of the pain, all of the pressure, all of the... Oh, man. It is just a ridiculous, ridiculous, vicious cycle. A soap opera, more or less, of uh, keeping your job, losing your job, dealing with criminals... Dealing with administration, dealing with co-workers, dealing with alphas, you know, it's, it's very, very um, emotionally draining. And so my question is, is, if you would not recommend a job to your children, then it is definitely not a good job. It's just what it is. Okay. I, I almost, almost totally completely ended the law enforcement brain in my family. Five generations worth of law enforcement in my family. And what does my son do? Marries a sheriff officer. He doesn't go into it, but he marries a sheriff officer. So, uh, his wife's a sheriff officer. So, could not eliminate it now we have six generations worth of law enforcement in my family. And counting. <laughs> Pretty soon we're going to be like the freaking blue bloods on television, man. It's going to be ridiculous. But but anyway, so um, that is where I left off the conversation when I talked about law enforcement, you know, and, and the job and the career, um, what it does and, and how you can navigate once you're caught up in a career where the money helps your standard of living but at the same time the job destroys your standard of living um, and you have to have a phenomenal balance in order to um, make the most of your life like most people do do not make it through a career in law enforcement, right? I mean, the majority 
statistically wise make it but most people don't make it through a career in law enforcement without having it impose its will upon changing who you are as a person okay that's what happens you can become cynical you become many things but um a happy-go-lucky individual is not very rarely the case for you as a law enforcement officer, right? So, um, you know, you get to the point um, was in early in your career, you're probably far too aggressive, right? Far too aggressive and far too... Uh, demanding of other people and, and then by the time you make it through that stage now you're in the very cynical stage of other people you know um, it's just so many just so many different stages that change who you are um, and, and just take away from your quality of life it uh, damages your relationships and the people that you deal with you know, it's just, uh, it's very, very, uh, hard profession. That is for sure. That is for sure. Very, very difficult profession. But, uh, but anyway, um, that was something that I had to deal with in my life, in my career. And I think the most important thing for me, you know, at this stage in my life is to be honest about it. To be honest of what kind of career it is and to be honest to people who ask me about what kind of career it is. And you know, how I approached it and, and you know, how it uh, affected me in my life and how I am now so super happy and super positive about, you know, my career in law enforcement after my career in law enforcement. You know, because at some point in time in my career, I made a dramatic change, you know, um, and I took back my happiness. And the reason why I took back my happiness because I just realized the situation that I was in and what I had to deal with. And, and from that point on, it was like, okay, I have to find my niche within uh, this place because it is very, very, very dark. Right? Very dark. It became very dark in law enforcement. But, you know, um, I came through on the other side and I'm glad that I came through on the other side. I'm even more happier that my wife finally came through seven years later on the other side right after I did. And uh, we're done with that. We are done with that and trying to make the most out of our lives now through teaching. Through teaching, uh, people have to have the best life possible. You know, so that is what I'm into. That is what brings me joy and happiness. Uh, teaching and watching people grow. And, and realizing that people can make far fewer mistakes uh, than uh, 
than they have to, than they are currently making. So, you know, that's it, man. That's me, man. That's that's what my day consisted of, man. You know, it's so uh, it's so revealing when you start thinking about the accumulation of days in your life that led up to where you're at right now. But you always got to do it. I think it's very, very important to always, always be evaluating um, what has got you to the point of where you're at in your life. What has got you there? How you gotten there? Um, is it where you want to be right now? And if it's not where you want to be right now, how can you get to a place, okay, of where you want to be? So that's constant work. But but anyway, man, I'm wrapping it up with that, guys, because I'm going into the park. So I'm be totally, completely losing signal. Uh, so this is Lieutenant Sal Blue wrapping it up. Make sure you guys head on over to LieutenantSalBlue.com. Pick up a copy of my book, Top 25 Mistakes and Routes to Good Life. And uh, when you grab a copy of my book, man, also grab a copy of my audio book. If you want to download 28 years of experience into your brain, in about nine hours, uh, top 25 mistakes in route to the good life. Give some phenomenal stories about my life, my experiences, and all the mistakes that I've made so you don't make the same mistakes. All right? So uh, check me out on social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Snapchat, Reddit, Blogger, and, of course, my favorite, YouTube. And with that said, guys, with that said, I will talk to you tomorrow. This is Lieutenant Sal Blue, Season 2, Episode 152. Deuces. What's up, gang? How you guys doing? It is Lieutenant Sal Blue, 20-year law enforcement veteran and the author of the Top 25 Mistakes in Route to Good Life, coming at you guys with my daily podcast. Now, here we go, man. I, I'm going to say this. I Today, I'm exhausted, right? And I have to admit it. To get it out the way so that I can remain focused on what I need to do. Right? Sometimes you just need to admit that you are tired. Right? I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. You know? Uh, that's not the that's not part of the bargain. That's not part of the race, right? Quitting or giving up, right? That's not part of it. But the truth is I am tired from this nice little run that I'm on, right? This uh, relentlessly working on my home, you know, fixtures, painting. This uh, And this started, wow, this started like maybe seven weeks ago that I started working on all of this. And uh, then in the midst of all that, my wife needing me in Puerto Rico, I fly out to Puerto Rico, um, four days, no sleep, literally. Uh, to be honest, four days, the longest night of sleep I had was one hour and 34 minutes, right? 
in four days, right? So I'm I'm sleepy, tired, and exhausted. But that's okay. I'm built for this. So um, in turn, I, I jump out there and I do what I got to do. Four days of ridiculous renovation and hard work. That's cool. I come home. I'm back to work to my regular nine to five. And my second job, my business, my med run business. So I'm doing both of those. And uh, I also have to uh, tend to daddy stuff, right, for my daughters. I have to fix my daughter's car in New York. So I'm heading up there Saturday, right, and have to work on one of my twins' car vehicles, make sure that's right, and and deal with both of their life situations that they have going but my wife is away. So if my wife is away, then definitely I got to do um, daddy stuff, right? And, it, and it's okay. But it is um, exhausting uh, when you don't get a break from anything. So how do you go about resetting your mind? How do you go about um, getting yourself to a place where you're not physically resting but you are decompressing right I think it's a huge difference the decompressing process of you do 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 then you decompress so that you can jump back in the game because you can't leave the game until you leave the game you know that is my philosophy there's no there's no quit in life, right? There's no quit in life. You have to continually do life. And while you're doing life, you got to figure out during the process, right? You got to figure out during the process, what is the best way to give my mind, body, and spirit a rest, a break, a relief? Right, so you don't fizzle out. Right? Cause I've been doing this for a long time. And I haven't fizzled out yet. I haven't fizzled out yet. And uh and it's mostly because of my mindset, right? It's mostly because of my mindset. And and my mindset is uh little things like coming home from work and stopping at my local pub and having a glass of wine and a steak for my dinner as opposed to coming all the way home. Right? That little break right there is like a whole refueling process. It's almost as if I'm in a suspended animation of leisure. That moment that I steal right there. You know? Uh, Because it's uh, something that I used to do when I used to be able to lounge and chill out and relax. So, um, you got to plug little things like that into your life so that um, you can keep going for things that are very, very important. And mind you, nothing is more important for me than family. You know, and my daughters always crack up all the time. They, they 
call me Vin Diesel when I say that all the time. They're like, family. You know, but when you have a family and you're doing your best to make sure that everybody's okay, right? And you're doing your best to make sure that the castle that you live in is taken care of, protected, and comfortable for everybody all around. There's no rest. You know, the saying is, there's no rest for the weary. Right? But I believe that uh, you can take some mental escapes. Mental escapes. And those mental escapes will allow you to uh, jump back in full force. Jump back in full of energy, full of excitement, and hardworking. And uh, that is what I'm doing, guys. That is what I'm doing. I am uh, been able to continue to work for these many, many years because of the fact that the little breaks and getaways that I take in my mind have allowed me to decompress and refocus. You know, I am not always at 100% when I come back to it, but a lot of times I build up the momentum and I get back to where I was at. And I think that if you allow yourself to do that, if you understand yourself to the point of where um, you can get back to the level of performance that benefits everybody on a continuous basis, then you are out there winning, man. You are out there winning at life. You know, I, I had a big discussion today um, about my job, you know, my career, that is, what it was like, how it was like, and the discussion was with my current partner, Sarah, and uh, two other, uh, I'll call them co-workers, right? Um, then they work in motor vehicles, but they don't really work in the security realm, so they're not really my co-workers. I just happen to have a contract with motor vehicles, you know, security-wise. So they were talking about my job and my career and, and everything, and I, I explained to them. I said, my career was horrible. It's my job sucked. Right? My job sucked. My job was absolutely um, miserable for my career. And, and the reason why I say that is because I like to be honest. I've had great highlights in my career, but I, I created those highlights. But the overall job is disgusting. The job of law enforcement is fucking horrible. It's not a good job. Right? You know, people base good jobs based on how much it pays. And the job pays well. It doesn't pay enough for the things that you have to put up with. The stuff that you have to deal with, it doesn't pay enough for that. Right? So my partner, 
was trying to give out the illusion to the other people uh, of how she loved her job. Oh, I love my job. I love my job. I said, listen, you know, and I get it. My wife throws out the same nonsense when it comes to the job of law enforcement. I love my job. Listen, I think that is something you continually have to say in order to continually work in the field of law enforcement, right? You got to lie to yourself and tell yourself that you love your job so that you can get up every single day and do it over and over and over again, right? The abuse, uh, the, the pain, the heartache, the physical, physical and mental and emotional draining of who you are each and every day. And every day that job chips away at you and it changes you on a metamorphic level, right? It's just absolutely ridiculous how that job changes you. From the time you get there to 25 years later, it is chipping away at who you are, what you feel about life, and definitely what you feel about people. And it's many, many years that it may take before you can actually get a hold of yourself and realize what's happening so that you can take back control, right? So that you can take back control of your life and, and, and get yourself back on track, right? It, it was, took a lot for me to get myself back on track to becoming a happy person, to finding something within something that was horrible to find something good, right? For me, it became teaching, right? I began teaching people. And as I began teaching people how to navigate their career in law enforcement, that is where I, I got my joy, right? I didn't get my joy from the job, from the business itself. I got my joy from teaching, right? I mean, and in, in all honesty, it's something you can get out of everything. But when, you know, the other people that were part of the discussion with me and my partner asked my partner the question of, would you recommend this job to your children? Uh, my partner um, confirmed exactly what I was talking about, is that the job is horrible. And, and the reason how you can tell a job is horrible is, would you recommend this job to your children? Would you like your children to be in the job of law enforcement? And the answer is, uh, absolutely not. That was her answer. Absolutely not. You know? It is, you forget the heartache and pain that you go through as you become stronger and more resilient. It's so easy to forget all of the bullshit that you have to deal with. All of the pain, all of the pressure, all of the 
Oh man, it is just a ridiculous, ridiculous, vicious cycle, a soap opera, more or less, of uh, keeping your job, losing your job, dealing with criminals, dealing with administration, dealing with co-workers, dealing with alphas, you know, it's, it's very, very um, emotionally draining. And so, my question is, is, if you would not recommend a job to your children, then it is definitely not a good job. It's just what it is. Okay? I, I almost, almost totally completely ended the law enforcement brain in my family. Five generations worth of law enforcement in my family. And what does my son do? Marries a sheriff officer. He doesn't go into it, but he marries a sheriff officer. So uh, his wife's a sheriff officer. So could not em- eliminate it. Now we have six generations worth of law enforcement in my family. And counting. <laughs> Pretty soon we're going to be like the freaking blue bloods on television, man. It's going to be ridiculous. But, but anyway, so... Um, that is where I left off the conversation when I talked about law enforcement, you know, and, and the job and the career, um, what it does and, and how you can navigate once you're caught up in a career where the money helps your standard of living. But at the same time, the job destroys your standard of living. Um, and you have to have a phenomenal balance in order to um, make the most of your life. Like most people do do not make it through a career in law enforcement. Right? I mean, the majority, statistically wise, make it. But... Most people don't make it through a career in law enforcement without having it impose its will upon changing who you are as a person. Okay? That's what happens. You can become cynical. You become many things. But um, a happy-go-lucky individual is not very rarely the case for you as a law enforcement officer, right? So, um, <clears throat> you know, you get to the point um, was in early in your career, you're probably far too aggressive, right? Far too aggressive and far too uh, demanding of other people. And, and then by the time you make it through that stage, now you're and a very cynical stage of other people, you know? Um, it's just so many, just so many different stages that change who you are um, and, and just take away from your quality of life. It uh, damages your relationships and the people that you deal with, you know? It's just, uh, it's very, very uh, hard profession. 
That is for sure. That is for sure. A very, very difficult profession. But, uh, but anyway, um, that was something that I had to deal with in my life, in my career. And I think the most important thing for me, you know, at this stage in my life is to be honest about it. To be honest of what kind of career it is and to be honest to people who ask me about what kind of career it is. And, you know, how I approached it and, and you know, how it uh, affected me in my life and how I am now so super happy and super positive about, you know, my career in law enforcement after my career in law enforcement. You know, because at some point in time in my career, I made a dramatic change. You know, um, and I took back my happiness. And the reason why I took back my happiness because I just realized the situation that I was in and what I had to deal with. And and from that point on, it was like, okay, I have to find my niche within uh, this place because it is very, very, very dark, right, very dark, it became very dark in law enforcement, but, you know, um, I came through on the other side, and I'm glad that I came through on the other side, I'm even more happier that my wife finally came through seven years later on the other side right after I did, and uh, we're done with that, we are done with that, and trying to make the most out of our lives now, through teaching, teaching uh, people have to have the best life possible you know so that is what I'm into that is what brings me joy and happiness uh, teaching and watching people grow and and realizing that people can make far fewer mistakes uh, than uh, than they have to than they are currently making so you know, that's it man that's me, man. That's that's what my day consisted of, man. You know, it's so uh, it's so revealing when you start thinking about the accumulation of days in your life that led up to where you're at right now. But you always gotta do it. I think it's very, very important to always, always be evaluating um, what has gotten you to the point of where you're at in your life. What has got you there? How you gotten there? Um, is it where you want to be right now? And if it's not where you want to be right now, how can you get to a place, okay, of where you want to be? You know, so that's constant work. But but anyway, man, I'm wrapping it up with that, guys, because I'm going into the park, so I'm be totally completely losing signal. Uh, so this is Lieutenant Sal Blue wrapping it up. Make sure you guys head on over to LieutenantSalBlue.com. Pick up a copy of my book, Top 25 Mistakes and Routes to the Good Life. And uh, when you grab a copy of my book, man, also grab a copy of my audio book. If you want to download 28 years of experience into your brain in about nine hours, uh, Top 25 Mistakes and Routes to the Good Life gives some phenomenal stories about my life, my experiences, and all the mistakes that I've made so you don't make the same 
mistakes. All right. So uh, check me out on social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Snapchat, Reddit, Blogger, and of course, my favorite YouTube. And with that said, guys, with that said, I will talk to you tomorrow. This is Lieutenant Sal Blue, season two, episode 150. Two. Deuces.